Oh, we're doing accent. Work we today. are. It, the, the king's coronation was this week. And that's true. So, like, and I'm really not didn't bring it up that much because I didn't know much about it. I saw uh, Katy Perry singing a very dramatic version of your favorite song of all time, "Roar." Oh, I didn't know she did that. <laughs> she did do that. At the, oh, she did. Oh no, too bad I couldn't make it. I know it's certainly too <laughs> uh, bad. Neither bummer. you nor the Spice Girls could make it. I know. I thought the Spice Girls were rumored to be well. Another disappointment. But it was good of you. I feel like when I even said that. On on the podcast, you're like, I do not believe any Spice Girls information until it is coming from them. Yes. Which is how we should be about Beyonce and the visuals and how I am going forward. I have believed rumors too many times in my life. Yes. And it only can hurt you. When you believe too many rumors about your favorites, you always end up disappointed. Exactly. Yes. And we don't want to be disappointed. Exactly. We want to be happy. Yes. And I just I, want to be happy. And I will not be happy. I will not happily believe something until I hear it from Victoria's mouth specifically. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, we should get in the podcast, but... If they were coming together mm-hmm. without Victoria. Again? Again. I've already lived through that once, like, and I had a great time. I can do it so again. So you'd still be happy about it? Sure. You wouldn't be like, this isn't right. I'm always happy when reunions with friends happen. Okay. Yes. And we're going to still call them friends. They're best mates. <laughs> Friendship never ends. Okay. Except for ours, because you're being rude today. <laughs> okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome back to Two Game Match the Podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're here again. It's and it's now May. Which oh. I guess was it May last week when we recorded? No, it wasn't. It was April 30th, the last time we recorded. Well, the podcast was released May 1st. But when we recorded it, it was still in April. So for us, it's a new month. Absolutely. Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? Your first week of May. It was okay. Okay. I got my radiator fixed. Great. Uh, which you know, I dropped a lot of money for yes. that, which was not great. That happens. Uh, and I also had jury duty. Oh, yes. Yes. I, you know, I got through Monday. I wasn't called in. I was yes. like, yes. Tuesday, I wasn't called in. I was like, yes. Wednesday, I wasn't called in. I was like, yes. Thursday, a girl mm, got called in, which everyone happens. is always like, oh, when I did it, I didn't get called in. When I right. did it, I didn't get But I was just like, no, I always will get called in. Do you always get called in when it happens? Uh, the last two times I did. But the first oh. time uh, COVID happened, oh. so I couldn't do it. And then Phew. the second time I was taking a trip, so I had to like postpone it. Got it. This time I was just like, okay, I'm going to go in. So I go in Thursday. Luckily, my call time was 1230. <laughs> is it called a call time when it's jury duty? I don't know. <laughs> It's like when I say practices or rehearsals. Yeah. But go on. It's, it's a call I time say, here. I would say it's a call time. I got, the, I got the call sheet. Exactly. You know, uh, from the first AD. And uh, <laughs> so I go, my call time was 1230. Okay. I was very happy about that because I was like, oh, that's great. But then I realized quickly, oh, actually a 1230 call time is awful. Why? Because they run out of time. And so. So four, did you have to go four, in? 430 is the end of the day. Yes. And so they were like, okay, well, you know, we're not done with the selection because it took so long they didn't even get to me um, at the end of the day Thursday. So like, right. so come back tomorrow at one thirty. And so they started about like forty minutes late okay. on Friday, and I was like, guys, like we only have two hours to like try to finish this today. Like, why did we get called in so late? Why did did we start late? Like, why? 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 Is because a great question. 
4.30 came around on Friday and I have to go back no! tomorrow. Three days and we have not selected a damn jury That's yet. That's too much. I did finally get like questioned and everything okay. and I'm positive I'm getting picked. Really? I'm positive. Why? I, I just know it because they love me. They want me. Everyone wants me. Except I thought for the you were going to try. Except for the people who I want to want me. <laughs> I thought you were going to try to like be weird up there or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, because you, the thing with jury duty that I am discovering okay. is like, when you try to get out of jury duty, it's so cringe. Really? Like it's, I was mortified for some of these people what were they doing? who were clearly trying to get out of jury oh, duty. Lord. Um, I mean, I, I, I probably shouldn't give too many details, but there <laughs> was, was our first and last name. <laughs> there was one person who absolutely faked tears oh, to babe. show a bias or whatever. And mm -hmm. that person uh, did not get excused. <laughs> and I was just like, that's, Hilarious. Um, but just like watching people try to like talk in circles to like show that they're biased in some sort of way without looking like a total asshole mm. or delusional human being. Because like once you like insinuate that you're biased or anything, right. they go in and they like the judge and the lawyers like ask you a thousand questions and they try to get you to give a definitive answer. But like the people don't want to give a definitive right. answer. So like they're so it, it's just like so awkward and embarrassing to watch the whole ring around the rosy go on and I was just like nope I am you just gonna give clear answers I'm gonna be on well I mean you have to be honest because yes. you're under oath but like I'm, I'm just gonna say what I feel and everything and let the chips fall where they may All right. I will be fine if I am on this jury okay. <laughs> honestly because I've been I've, you know been there and I'm just like oh you know what this honestly isn't that bad okay um so and with the way the schedule works, like I can still go to work yeah, because I usually work nights. Yeah. And so if we're done at 430, like I'll just be like an hour late to work mm. like those nights. Nice, so it's I, I'm just like at peace with it. I don't want to do it, but I'm at peace knowing that like, you know, I'm a very not partial person. Exactly. And, and you're I, doing your civic duty. I'm so open minded, yes. guys. But yeah. And so. It'll just be fine with it. And, you know, I asked, I pulled uh, Instagram that day and I was like, will I find my future husband I at jury that. duty? And so far I have not. However, there is a guy who um, is, I think is going to get selected to, yes. who I find very attractive. Do we think that he is interested in men, possibly? You, no, you never know. You never know. Yeah, hey, uh, I, I've been known to, uh, you know, and so... <laughs> Just that, let that, you have the floor sometimes now, like. that's not been an issue for people, <laughs> and uh, and so uh, but, you know I'll, I'll I'll get to meet him. I'll get I'll give him a little shimmy, a little shake. Wow! All I'm it excited. takes is just a flick of the wrist and a tap of the toe, and suddenly everybody wants me. <laughs> if honestly, if we think about it this way, I'm about to go to Costa Rica for a week and a half. So yeah. if you had to be on a jury duty, I feel like this is a good timing for that. Two game mats wise, like scheduling wise, oh, yeah. there won't be a podcast next week. And we're filming a couple of things that'll come out on the YouTube channel in my absence. But at least you're at jury duty, not while I am here. And I'm like, we should do a video or a podcast. And it's like, you don't need to deal with both of those things. And the thing is, the judge said that this would be a very short trial, that which I like, I don't know how much I believe because like uh, the selection has taken three days right? Um, when usually it takes one. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I don't think it'll be a very long trial if I am selected. So I, I'm just very much like at peace with it. That's Although I, I was wanting that win of 
not having to do it, but of course. I'll get my 2023 win in some other way. Absolutely. You know? It's coming. It's it's coming. It's en route. It's it's en route. Yes. Matt Palmer, how was your week? My week was good. I'm trying to remember what I did. Um, On Friday, oh, I went to the theater. Mm. I went and saw 1776. There was a touring company doing 1776, which I believe was written in the 60s. It, uh, it's 1969. Perfect. Yes. And uh, it has been revived more recently, and it has a, a gender-swapped cast, so all of the uh, actors were uh, non-binary folks and trans folks and women, no men on stage, no cis men. And so that was a fun thing to see uh, as far as the casting goes. I feel like the cast did such a brilliant job. And if history is something you love, this is like history on a stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I unfortunately do not like history. (laughs) (laughs) So this was not for me. It was one of those, you know, when you're kind of in an audience somewhere and you're like, Counting your teeth, you're like, oh, how many teeth do I have? Oh, <laughs> like, oh I'm not. <laughs> oh, I've I've never I've never done That's that. When before. I'm like watching something and like my eyes have begun to glaze over, just know that I'm counting my teeth. Counting your teeth <laughs> is so. But how many times do you have to count your teeth to know how many teeth? Well, you it's have? hard because it's, the like lower middle teeth are so close together. I'm like, I think I miscounted. Let me start again. <laughs> So this is You know what? Maybe you would actually like history if you paid attention to history. <laughs> it was never my bag. I always loved a math moment. I love something where there's like an actual answer and I love things that don't involve old white men. <laughs> you know, and even though these were people of color on stage and non-men, it still was just like, you know, I don't actually care about this. <laughs> See, I love history, especially American history, especially mm. like constitutional history. Mm. I mean, 1776 is about the Declaration of Independence and not the Constitution, right. but still like around that era, like I always found very fascinating, like as a student, like history was always, besides, you know, the arts classes, like the mm. orchestra and, and choir and all that right. stuff, history was always like my favorite regular subject. Mm. And so so, uh, so I actually love 1776. That's great. Um, I the book to 1776 is excellent, mm. uh, and I mean the the number like so many numbers slab. He plays the fucking violin. Yes, a classic piece of music. Cool, considerate men sit down. John Mama looks sharp. Which that I, Mama looks sharp is excellent. Be- beautiful. That was an Brilliant. excellent song and an excellent performance. That's yeah. the only song I can say. That lies, that lies. The only song of note in that whole show. Mama looks sharp, but it, I, see, I it's like my dream to play that role. Mm. And so when they were announcing this production, I t- I like emailed my reps and I was like, I would love to get an audition for this revival of 1776 and everything. And I, rem- mm. I remember telling my brother, and my brother was just like, Matthew. <laughs> Do you really think there are going to be men in this production of 1776? Well, and I was just point. like, oh yeah, they're absolutely going to do some sort of gender swapping with this. It's like, but you know, if there's a non-gender swapped production out there, I would love to play the role of the courier. Sure. I think I can still do it. I mean, I hope you get to for your sake, but then it's if you're in it, then I'll have to see it again. Oh, no. And so that'll be tough. I will, but when you're not on stage, I'll just count some teeth. Count and then yeah, <laughs> when you're on stage, I will look and be focused. I will literally be uh, making eye contact with you the whole day. <laughs> Because I will know where you are in the audience, and, it's like, and my subtext for everything for that specific performance will be like, "Bitch, stop counting your teeth and pay attention to the flawless performance I am giving of this flawless number." I look forward to that moment. Yes, for I, both of I'll us. I'll be like Matt Palmer. Look sharp. I will look, look sharp, sharp onto the stage. Uh, on Saturday, we went over to our friends Jeff and Jean, who uh, have two kids now, and we hung out with the kids for a bit, and then the kids went to bed, and we hung out with them. And I feel like you know, it's always fun to see the kids, but I also feel like. Being a parent, especially of like very young children, it's mm-hmm. like, I bet you want to hang out with adults like more often yes. than you do. And so I'm happy to be those adults that you can hang out with. Oh, completely. Oh, Jeff and Jean at your birthday party were so happy. I kept looking over at them because they were on like, it's hard when you have such a long table. And I'm like, I hope they're having fun. I hope they're having fun. And they were like, 
that was the best time. Like we weren't with our kids. And I was like, yeah, you weren't. I mean, again, I felt like the bar was low for them enjoying their time out, but I'm happy that we could deliver. And um, so yeah, hung out with them yesterday. We went on a walk today, Jackson and I. We went to Costco because our friends Joe and Tim got us a fr- free Costco membership and there's a Costco close by. Oh, oh um, uh, wow. This is this is more adult than like talking about friends who have kids. Like you're talking about how excited you are to go to Costco. I mean, I don't know if excited is right. I like free stuff and I, we got the membership for free. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> that actually. is nice. That was yes. a very nice birthday gift. Um, but I will say like Sunday, I mean, which obviously makes sense if I didn't think about it. Sunday midday Costco is like Ooh, truly a nightmare. I'm sure. I, I was like, I I don't think of myself as an anxious person, but mm-hmm. like there are so, it's like, it was like being at a theme park. It's like, there are so many people in this enclosed warehouse space and everyone's fighting for like giant rolls of toilet paper. I was like, I need to get out. Mm-hmm. And then we got some food, which was very cheap, which I'll give them. Uh, the hot dog was fine. And we got a chicken thing that was fine. I got like a coffee thing that was bad. But again, we're talking both of us could eat for less than 10 bucks. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, Costco. Yeah. So there were pros and cons. Yeah. I see. I have I ever talked to you about this, how like I absolutely despise environments like a Costco or oh. like, like, like what's warehouse stores like yes. Costco or like we didn't have Costco when I was growing up. We had Sam's club. Yes. Warehouse stores. I those environments make my skin. Is it because crawl. of the number of people or is it just the place itself? It's just the aesthetic of the place. And mm. it's just so overwhelming. Cause it's like what, it, there are just like things that are literally a hundred feet in the air above right. you that like, and I've never needed something that high, but, <laughs> but like, it's like, what if, I need one of those things. Like right. I, and just like buying in bulk stresses me out too. I mean, I'm sure like when I have a child and a family and everything yeah. that I'm providing for, I will enjoy the thought of buying yes. in bulk. But like right now that I'm living on my own and I'm afraid of having too much stuff. Yeah. I really, really hate the idea of buying in bulk and like, and just, just like the environment, just the atmosphere is just so cold and mm. I, it makes me feel yucky. It's, it, it was intense. I yeah. will say the next times I go, it will be during the week mm-hmm. and it'll be hopefully midday. It'll just be like, I can't go at a high foot traffic time, but it was more the people than the place. And I, you know what I do love? Things that are cheap. Sure. <laughs> and so I'm hoping to go there, get some cheap things and come home. Yeah. You know, I wish that for you. I hope that for in me. your new year of life. Thank you so much. And as I was in 1776, counting my teeth, Miss <laughs> Taylor Swift was counting down to July 7th, darling, because... Because she's a mastermind. The, she what's is. it, International Koi Day or whatever? Is it? And I know that July 9th is just two days later. Yes, she's excited but, about... But, like, July July 7th is Koi Day, and she had the koi in her Lavender she Haze did. video. Like, everyone was putting those pieces together, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor Swift has officially announced that the Speak Now Taylor's version is being released on July 7th, 2023. We are mere months away. It is very exciting, and uh, she had a whole Instagram post about it and she's talking about I believe there are six new vault songs that are coming okay Uh, she says it fills me with such pride and joy to announce that my version of speak now will uh, be out on July 7th that's a lot less uh, vaulted songs than are on red I know there are like what like 500 it feels like there are a million truly a million so this six feels like there's less pressure absolutely to listen to to everything a lot the songs came from a time in my life that were marked by their brutal honesty unfiltered diaristic confessions and wild wistfulness I love this album because it tells a tale of growing up, flailing, flying, and crashing, and living to speak about it with six extra songs I've sprung loose from the vault. 
absolutely can't wait to celebrate Speak Now, Taylor's version, with you on July 7th. Pre-order now at uh, taylorswift.com. And we're thrilled because Speak Now is like one of our favorite Taylor Swift Absolutely songs. it is. I am so excited. And I love her little comment where she's like, it feels like it's my album. Because yes. she wrote everything by herself on this album as like a response to people talking shit about Fearless. And being like, oh, well, she has all these co-writers, XYZ. She's like, fine, I will do it all myself. And I just can't wait to hear the updated versions of songs like Speak Now and Dear John and Mean and Enchanted <laughs> and Last Kiss. Like these are catalog highlights that yes. we're getting new versions of. And I can't wait to see what else she's writing around that time these are decade highlights like these songs on speak now are just so 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 good because they are they just epitomize who taylor swift is as a songwriter like whenever someone's like what album of taylor swift should i listen to where you like get who taylor swift is i'm like it has to be speak now absolutely It is really a lovely record, and I can't wait for uh, the album to be released. We have differing opinions on the cover. Matt Steele loves it. I think it looks a little like 80s uh, promo pic for a a, a show. What are they called? What the shows you auditioned Like a a, a show I auditioned for. What is the show you just auditioned for? Uh, General Hospital. Yes. It is a little soapy. It has a little soap opera I mean, is Speak Now not a bit dramatic (laughs) like a soap opera? It is a little dramatic, but I don't know. It just looks... A little yeah. like dated or whatever. I do you know how much I love the red Taylor's version cover? Yes, so, but I think that this updated tale, uh, speak now Taylor's version cover is the most like harkens to, to uh, the original speak now cover more so than the other Taylor's version mm. covers to their respective albums. I don't okay. know, and I love the sort of color saturation, I love the sort of the, the brownish with the purple. It's very, it is very like late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. very much. Uh, yes. So it feels like a little bit of throwback, but I, I don't know, I get the the magicness of it, I okay. get the sort of low key princessness of it. Yes. So, so I, I like this album you cover remember, a lot. Did you know that she almost called the album Enchanted and her label was like too much princess? Show. Yeah, like we can't have enough other thing but that song is excellent and my dream for this taylor's version era is that she makes an entire music video for enchanted Mm. and that the taylor's version is the single i don't know that she has a 10 minute version in the vault of this it can be the regular version there's no change that needs to be made the song's already almost 10 minutes (laughs) it is a long one and it's worth every minute i just want it to get a full single treatment so if she has another number one it could be enchanted I you love. I, mean? I just love how simple Enchanted is, and how it just builds so beautifully. It's gorgeous. Like you're rocking out to like having a crush on someone. Right. Like that is that is what we all feel and want to feel every day of our lives. Wonder what she's gonna do with Better Than Revenge. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like I is know. she gonna keep all those lyrics? Like it's been you know criticized for being a bit slut shamey. Sure, looking back. but like goddamn, what a great song. It is a good song. <laughs> it's great. Sorry, I mean, folks. It's, <laughs> it's great and problematic, but I I just am curious to what she's gonna do next. So, everyone stay tuned. July 7th coming up. All right. You will not be in town. I won't be, but we'll have a fun listening party the week after when I yeah. get back. So, it'll be great. Um, the writer's strike has officially happened. Well, don't. it's okay. I won't be employed as an actor for a while, but I am employed as a jury member. <laughs> yes. So, uh, as I'm a jury member, I, I can take my hi- hiatus from my thriving acting career. And I know that it's hard to imagine, but we actually don't write things for this podcast. I know. So I know. It, it just comes right off the, the dome. I know it's unbelievable. It's also well written and said. And succinct for me, especially. I mean, absolutely. So don't worry. We're not 
scabs for continuing to do this podcast, but it was announced uh, that essentially on Tuesday, May 2nd at 12.01 a.m., the right of the strike, board of directors of the WGA West and the Council of the WGA East, acting upon authority granted to them by their memberships, have voted to unanimously to cause a, call a strike effective on those date and times. Picketing has been going on. I assume will still be going on for a while. And to look at some of the, like, Items that they could not agree to in this agreement is truly wild. Like the yeah. studios are making money hand over fucking fist, and they're having these mini rooms where people, you know, streamers have shorter seasons, writers mm-hmm. are hired essentially kind of like gig workers and day players, and the rooms are only like what a month long. And so, this is they're not being paid enough money to live on for a full year here. And they wouldn't even, there was like a point where it's like, hey, we don't want AI taking over our entire career, and they're mm-hmm. like, we can have like a yearly check-in about it. What? Wild. Yeah, and it's it's actually, it's in so much of it has to do with like what do residuals for streaming right. services look like and um, just a big thing that they're fighting for is the chance for upward mobility yes. um, in the careers, which is absolutely something that they should be fighting for. Yes. And so, so yeah, I mean, it's nice to see that also the other guilds um, are, you know, supporting them like yes. Screen Actors Guild, DGA and everything and, and all the other unions in entertainment are really, really like fighting with them. So I feel Good. like because of that, uh, ensemble feel mm. and the supported nature and everything. Yes. Uh, I hopefully that means that the strike, some things will be resolved soon. I hope so yeah. too, because I remember in 2007 when this mm-hmm. happened and we got the shortest season of 30 rock and it's also the best one. I'm like, we could have gotten five more episodes. Oh, we also got the most wild season of big brother though. <laughs> big brother season nine, the, the dirty stepchild that CBS does not reference <laughs> of this, the series. Oh, what a great season of television. An absolute, trash piece of television but like absolutely insane i mean and if anybody's happy about this it's bravo because vanderpump rules is on the tip of everybody's tongue Mm. and reality shows are the only things that can really be made right now because you're not you know being a scab working on a reality show because nothing's written reality shows and two gay mats mats, not scabs not scabs (laughs) so yes we stand with the writers of course uh snl is going dark and apparently their upcoming hosts were going after pete davidson who his episode was canceled it was going to be Jennifer Coolidge and uh, Kieran Culkin from Succession. So just to make people sad, uh, the MTV Movie and TV Awards, which is what they are now apparently, uh, lost their host in Drew Barrymore because Drew Barrymore dropped out in solidarity with the writers. And um, I guess that show is airing right now, but it was going to be live and then now it's not. And there was going to be a red carpet and now there isn't. And it's like, of course, we were not paying attention to this MTV show anyways, but you can already feel the effects of this strike happening where it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's just like, you see how much money the studio heads are making, like tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And the people that come up with stories that are keeping you afloat, you're not willing to pay. Mm -hmm. You're trying to squeeze them out as much as you can, get as much work out of them for as little money possible. It's just in as short a period of time as possible. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. And I feel like there are people who are like, well, I look at some of these numbers and like teachers aren't paid enough and this industry isn't paid enough too. And it's like, yeah, but those people are also underpaid. And if they, if there was a union that was striking, like there was an LA union strike at some point for teachers and they got a lot of what they wanted. Like the striking makes all the sins in the world to me. And so we stand with them and who knows, maybe I'll be in the WGA one day. And so, one day. One day. And they'll know because they'll have this video footage that I support it. <laughs> <laughs> um, in other news, in the Matt Steele side of things, yes. the 2023 Tony nominations were announced. Best musical comes down to five. 
and Juliet, Kimberly Akimbo, New York, New York, Shucked and Some Like It Hot. Produced by Mariah Carey, Tony nominee. Yes, and soon to be Tony loser because Kimberly Akimbo is probably going to win. You never know. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You never you know. You never know. But you know what? It's an honor to be nominated. Abs- of all of the nominations, were there any categories that you were most interested in, most surprised by, any nominees that you didn't see coming? Nothing that I was like insanely surprised by. Okay. Um, you saw and Juliet in I London, did. didn't I saw you? Juliet in London. Yeah, yeah. It was, was it fun? It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And like, you just don't... Real, I mean, we do because you know I think about Max Martin a lot. But if you are a lay person, you're not thinking all the time about how much great music uh, Max Martin has written over the course of his career. And it's just like, oh shit, that's him too. Yeah, it's just it's just incredible. And the story was competent and good, but the music itself was great, and uh, the performances of it were great. And I, I saw a uh, cast member of Anne Juliet perform "Since You've Been Gone" with Kelly Clarkson on the Kelly Clarkson show. Oh, cool! And she sounded amazing. They sounded amazing together. I just I'm excited. Uh, I hope to see Kimberly Akimbo and Shucked because I listened to um, the pre-release song from Shucked that Alex Newell sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, independently owned, I believe is the title. The vocals, I know. Yeah, at the end of that song are like otherworldly, and like we all know, Alex Newell. You know, they can sing their face off, but like fuck, yeah, wild. Yeah. So I hope they win for. I are they nominated for best actor. Uh, so a featured actor in a featured a, actor. featured actor in a musical. All right, great. Yes. So those are who I'm really rooting for, and Mariah Carey, of course. She, of course, we're, uh, we're always rooting. Would for Mariah. she only win if it won best musical? If it won best musical, oh. yeah. I mean, okay. you know, you never know. You never know. <sighs> and yeah, I mean, there's still time to bribe some voters. I I don't want to bribe, but but the if thing you're is- out there and voting for something, and you don't feel, and if you wouldn't have voted for Kimberly Akimbo, which I would like to win. Then vote for Mariah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's my two Don't cents. vote for something like a hot. Vote for Mariah. Vote for Mariah. <laughs> Just write in Mariah. <laughs> uh, the official inductees for the class of 2023 of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have been announced. Nominees include Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Shaka Khan. Lots of people. It's very exciting. I will say these lists, especially of those 90s artists, begin to look crazier and crazier without Mariah on them. So whoever's involved in that, and I mean, is this episode just about me hoping that Mariah wins every award? Yes. Okay. But, but we should be inducting Mariah here. But honestly, like, she has a Tony nomination. That's true. Like, she's having a great week. She I is. Feel. And she performed at the Lovers and, and Friends Festival. And to me, the Tony awards are more important than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you think that. I mean, well, except for the day that I am inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then I'll suddenly be like, fuck the Tony Awards. Did you see that Dolly Parton post being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has been like, I'm releasing a rock album this year. So Did she her. really? She is. I believe oh. she's releasing a rock album this year. That's so cool. I love that Dolly Parton is just at a point in her career where she's just like, hey, I'm fucking doing it. Exactly. I I, I can do anything and like, I'm I'm great. (laughs) Which is true. And everybody fucking loves me. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Good for her. Um, okay, I know people are sick of me talking about Vanderpump Rules, but I feel like I haven't talked about it that much in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and I'm, and there's a writer's strike. There's so a like, writer's strike. Everything's going to be about reality television yes. and the Tony Awards from here on out. So early uh, last week at some point, that somehow someone leaked a promo of the season finale of Vanderpump Rules, which is basically the episode that they shot after the Scandaval leaked or mm-hmm. like, you know, hit the press in TMZ. They picked cameras back up for like two weeks and they have this... Uh, 
they filmed this whole episode, which includes Tom Sandoval and Raquel like together in a scene. I assume they make out at some point. You see Ariana and Tom screaming fight more in depth. He, the thing that was craziest to me was Tom Sandoval screaming back at Ariana. And it's like, bitch, you sit down and just take it. Your world is crumbling. Ariana is allowed to say your friendship with Raquel is bullshit. And he's like, no, it's not. You don't know everything. It's like, you child, <laughs> sit down. And the thing is, when you watch the show now, you're getting to like, this is shot end of August. So again, months and months away from this news being dropped. It's coming to the point now where it's a storyline. They're like, we keep seeing Tom and Raquel out together and it's very weird. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know what this is about. And... um Raquel has a birthday party and they go to a, like a Joshua Tree-esque ranch and it's Ariana and Tom and Tom Schwartz and Sheena and Brock and she's just like these are my forever friends these are the people that I care about more these are my family in LA and I want to be their friend for the rest of my life oh well famous last words and it's like <laughs> you're already doing this girl like why could you how could you look in these people's faces and the other girls on the show are like hey Ariana like this stuff with Raquel is weird and Ariana's like Raquel's a dear friend of mine one of my closest friends and I trust her implicitly and I hear that you don't like her and I I understand that but I'm not going to look sideways at Raquel just because you feel weird about her oh it's just like she's going bad for this girl beyond you could imagine like beyond what you're imagining and it's just heartbreaking to watch and the trailer for the final episode which I think comes out in two weeks I just I'm buying Sling again because I'm like I can't wait the day Mm -hmm. until it comes on Peacock I need to watch this as soon as it's released because it's just the craziest most dramatic thing you've ever seen can't recommend it enough. Well, as someone I know years ago, you were wanting to write the Vanderpump Rules musical. I, I did. Like, is this going to be act two That's of the, the Vanderpump? Because the first act has to be, you know, Jackson Stassi. Exactly. The, the act one ends with a slap, but <laughs> is act two then like a, the whole separate storyline? It's like, because, and you and you actually can write it because uh, if you are a playwright, you are a part of the uh, Dramatist Guild of oh, America great. and not the WGA. So oh. you can actually get started on that oh, now. Oh, so you and your brother are good. Oh yeah, we're yes, good. Yes, okay, great. Yeah, Lovely. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. It's either going to be first act Jackson Saucy, second act uh, Raquel and Tom, or just one full show about Jackson Saucy, and then like Vanderpump Rules the musical too. Oh, about right. Tom and Raquel. Musical sequels never work. I'm well, so sorry. But Mama Mia has sequel movies. That's a movie. Well, but I like can make sequel, them. I can state? make the movies. Okay, maybe the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go again. Uh, Vanderpump Rules. Here, here we, we go, go again. again. I'm ready for it. And it's it. just the same songs again. <laughs> Over a different storyline. It's unbelievable. Uh, speaking of reality shows, did you hear about this one? There's a new reality show coming out um, called Stars on Mars, where uh, where celebrities are headed to quote unquote space with William Shatner for Fox, and uh, it basically features a dozen of celebrities who competing who can colonize Mars first. I don't know how this even works. William Shatner serving as mission control will like give them their assignments, and I mostly want to discuss. The cast of this, because it's truly insane. Uh-huh. Tom Schwartz of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, we have, who else was in that? We have Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta. We have Ariel Winter from uh, Modern Family. Uh, William Shatner, of course. And then we have singer, songwriter, your best friend, Tanache. <laughs> 
You know what? I love this concept for a reality show. It's giving me 2007, 2008, like VH1 celeb reality with a crazy premise. I adore it. It feels like they knew the writer's strike was coming and it's Mm -hmm. like, guys, just make something. Something. Doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. You know what this also reminds me of? Remember uh, during our pop era when Lady Gaga was going to do a concert in space and everyone was like, oh yeah, I believe that'll happen. Did not happen. And why did we ever believe that that would happen? I mean, I don't know. I because she was doing crazy stuff. I and know. You just assumed she'd get it together. And I remember that. And ha- unfortunately, the vomit artist did happen. Yeah. But Lance Bass also threatened to go to space. And he never did. Either. I re- I remember that. That was like a however many years prior. That was like what, like two thousand eight ish around like Lance Bass. Um. Yeah. I, and I remember just like being young and just being like, yeah, maybe he'll go to space. But now looking back, I'm just like, why the fuck did I think that that was right. ever a possibility? And like, also, why? What a odd turn of career oh well also you know me and space like you will never in a million years get me i don't care how desperate i am for some sort of relevancy i will never ever ever go into would you go on this fake space show oh sure why not well if it's a show girl put a camera on me and i'm there (laughs) i love it Uh, i also think uh ronda rousey's on it um adam rapon it just is like a crazy group of people uh ed sheeran won his trial he was being sued because of his song thinking out loud supposedly being too similar to let's get it on by marvin gay the marvin the thing is the marvin gay estate which i don't even know if this suit came from them i'm hearing rumblings that it's not they ever since the blurred lines lawsuit have been going after people left and right just trying to squeeze money out of anyone who's written a song ever. And it's like, that's a lot like Marvin Gaye's song, We're Gonna See You. And so it just is, as much as people don't like Ed Sheeran are like, oh, well, he threatened to not make music anymore if he lost this, so whatever, whatever. This was complete bullshit from the start. He missed his grandma's funeral too because oh, he had to on. That's appear awful. in person. It just is like, stop uh, like going after people, just these obvious money grabs. It's just crazy. And the Blurred Line case, I really do think started it all. I know. And that's it. Just like let Ed Sheeran write his music. Like, I know. Like he seems like such a nice guy. And like just, just, just stop going after people just because you want to get any sort of money out. And them. it's like, if you don't like him, don't listen to him. Don't sue the man. Yeah. Leave Ed alone. Um, we didn't talk about how Tucker Carlson got fired. Oh, no. He got fired. He got fired. <laughs> and that. apparently some tweets of his are coming out that are vaguely racist and things about how he was watching some weird video of like uh, Republicans beating up an Antifa person and white men don't fight like this. Tucker Carlson sucks. No one ever listened to a podcast. He puts it out. No one follow him to Newsmax or wherever all these like canceled people go. But uh, it's I mean, as much as people were like, oh, that Dominion lawsuit isn't going to do anything. That man was fired pretty fucking quickly. Oh, very that. quickly. So yes. I do think it was insane, though, how he was fired the same exact day as Don. Lennon. I know like, it was like Tucker. Carl- it was announced Tucker Carlson was fired. And then literally like an hour and a half later, it was announced Don Lemon was fired right. from CNN. And I just remember waking up going like, what's going on? <laughs> like. And- what did Don Lemon do? Was he like a little sexist behind the scenes, like talking negatively about his co-anchors? I think he was just like accused of like creating like a, a not like a hostile, but like an uncomfortable work environment. Mm. I think it was just like a maybe behind the scenes was just like a slow burn of people having problems with him Got professionally. Okay. And CNN was probably just like, you know what, we're done with this. He, but He was so weird because the first I had heard of him, he was like weirdly anti-black on every issue. But then I feel like he switched over to being on the right side of history. And now I guess he's saying weird sexist stuff behind people's back. It's just like, it's just odd. But it's like, I'm glad he's on the right side of history now, but I wish he was kinder to women. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know enough about 
about his firing to like be able to really say anything. Comment. Yeah, because I don't think much is re- has been revealed about his firing. Right. But it was just weird that it was the same day. It also is weird that he like the way it was written out. It was like he was reading. Like or like he posted like an email screenshot of like this is his comments with about a, his firing with a purple font. Yeah, the yeah. font was purple. It was like you could tell like he was like had forwarded it to someone else, and you know how sometimes if you like forward something, it like the previous email is like in purple or red font or something, like right. a different colored yes, font. Yes, it did look. And like he that. just like screenshotted that and right. like cropped it and everything. So that was a little interesting. But it, it was a weird day. It was a weird day. Yeah, the Met Gala happened. We being the number one fashion queens in the nation. I'm trying to look through now. All I can say is I did like Cardi B's dress. I thought she looked good. And like, did you see the big roses dress she was wearing? Do you have any favorites from the people? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Everyone looks nice and rich. Everyone looks very rich. Um, yeah, this isn't our bag, guys. But <laughs> I hope everybody had a fun time. Jared Leto coming in that cat costume was a little stupid. I mean, but- hey. You know, whatever. And Doja Cat came in with like the the fake. Oh, I thought that was cute. Cat, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. like her. Yeah. Um. Also, King Charles got you know there was a coronation ceremony. Katy Perry was singing a version of Roar. I didn't know what else happened. Apparently, Nicole Scherzinger sang. I don't even know what she she sang some sort of random ballad at this coronation. Okay. Like, okay. Well, we love a big concert. We love uh, employment for singers. We're sad the Spice Girls weren't there. Yeah, yeah. That you know they they po- all posted about it. They were That's all good. excited and happy. Love it. You know, I hope everyone who was there had a nice time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So Matt, still, do you have any other news for idiots you want to share with the people? I don't believe I do. All right, great. Well, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Matt's the podcast. Okay. All right, we're back. Everybody, make sure if you're enjoying listening who are watching this podcast go to your Spotify or your Apple podcast and give the podcast five stars leave us a nice review it helps so much people have been doing it lately because I've started saying it so I'm going to continue to say it and please just give us a five star if you have something negative to say write in a journal absolutely don't write it on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I, no, no, thank you. We don't need that don't need that kind of energy out in the world you know no. so energy yes oh. Renaissance is great. It's great. We were just talking about that during the break, guys. We were. Guys, newsflash. Renaissance is incredible. I know. Anyway, so we are on to Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. So we got one Email My Heart that was actually a comment in uh, the Birthdays in Belasco's video. Okay. Uh, it's from Tony. Tony says, Email My Heart. Since we're giving lots of love to Disney's Little Mermaid, what are your thoughts on dun-dun-dun Disney gays? <laughs> Believing in SoCal, of living in SoCal, what are your fave theme parks and things to do at theme parks? Mm. Matt Steele, would you ever work slash perform at a theme park? Mm. I, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never had an interest in working or performing at a theme park. The thing that actually stresses me out about the idea of like working in a theme park is mm. like it's so big. Right. And so you have like hundreds of coworkers who you don't know. Yeah. And to me that like is weirdly overwhelming. Oh. Um, also like th- when it comes to theme parks, like the performances and attractions are not the things that I go for. Right. Um, I go for rides. Yes. That's it. And I'll be all Matt Steele and I are very similar in this way. We are much more six flags people versus Disneyland people. But you know, if that's what you love, if you love going to Disneyland and enjoying that day and doing all of that, 
more power to you. I imagine being a Disney gay and having like a like season pass for Disney is so expensive these sure. days. So pay all the money you want, have all of the fun you want. But I think of the theme parks, Six Flags is my go-to because I just love a thrill ride. Like yeah. that's why I'm there to do. I'm there for the thrills. Flip me upside down. I don't need to be. And I entertain myself in my head. Mm, flip I, me I, upside down sounds like a lyric from Touch My Body. <laughs> hey, that's what we're always <laughs> referencing. Me on the bed. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Disney gays, Matt Palmer? I mean, I I... Love them. I hope they're happy. <laughs> I, you know, as someone who has a lifelong obsession with Mariah Carey, I can't really judge someone who has a lifelong obsession with Disney. Yeah. So have all the, whatever brings you joy, I think is great. Listen, and, if you're obsessed with anything, chances are you're going to be annoying. Exactly. But like as people who are obsessed with things. And like, also annoying. And also like we are annoying. We and as long as you're aware of it, like I'm a musical theater gay. And yes. so like, I can't say that another subset of homosexuals are annoying because I, maybe I'm a musical theater gay. And mm. we, we, we take that crown on occasion yes. as being the most annoying group oh, of gays. It's happened. Um, we saw Glee. <laughs> hey. And hey. and so so I, I can't judge that if you are standing what you love, yes. don't let anyone deter you yes. from, from from putting your whole heart into your standage. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh so we have another email. Okay. And oh, I have to actually have to go down and find it. Oh, Sorry gosh, about that. I can't believe we actually this. have a lot of email my hearts this week. A lot of email my hearts this we week. We have a lot of email my hearts this week. <laughs> and um I don't have a uh giving me moments. So we will answer all of the email I my love hearts. That. <laughs> Here's an email my heart from Amy. Hi, Amy. Amy says, hi, Matt Squared. I have been a longtime fan and have binge watched your Taylor Swift reviews. I, I also listen to your podcast slash YouTube videos as I fall asleep. So if you see a boost in ad revenue this month, it might be me. <laughs> Yay. Your voices are very soothing to listen to as I fall asleep. That's surprising. I've never heard my <laughs> voice be referred to as soothing. I mean, I feel like there's a tone to my voice that's nice, but I feel like the volume's high. The volume is high <laughs> yes. for you. The tone for me is the problem. Mm. We both have different Best of both worlds. <laughs> issues with falling asleep right. to each other's voices. Um, uh, Amy also says, I'm wondering about your guys' thoughts on being friends with an ex and if it's really possible to do so in a respectful way. Mm. Also, I am wondering what your best breakup advice is. Currently going through one and while Taylor Swift is helping, I'd love to get your thoughts as well. This is actually, should I also read another email? My yeah, it was very is, similar. It was very, very similar. So Which I can't me. believe there's so many... Broken hearts listening. I know these days. it's May. It's May. It's the lusty month of May, I as know. they sing in Camelot. But it's okay. So we got another email. My heart asking a similar thing, saying, uh, "Hey, Matt, haven't emailed in a while, but to put it frankly, my year has been insane. I recently entered my first real, true relationship, coupled with me entering my final semester of university in mm -hmm. January, and some general family mishaps." Uh, from January to April, it's just been a lot. Through all the ups and downs, I'm happy to say I found love for the first time. I've been in relationships before, but this was the first time I understood what the word love meant mm -hmm. when it came to giving yourself to a, another person in that way. Uh, he Enter a recent month. He broke up with me. Mm. I was heartbroken. It sucked, but it was okay because we got back together and all was well in the world again. Well, after a while of slight long distance and a ton of anxiety on my end, we had a mutual breakup a couple mm. nights ago. I feel okay about it. It is definitely for the best. We're at different places in our lives. I have a lot of personal stuff that I need to work on, etc. But I was forced to endure the gut-wrenching bridge of last kiss this morning and all the feelings of closure can contentment and recovery quickly vanished mm. leaving me in a puddle of tears as I walk to work so my question to you both is how do I get myself out of this rut thank you for your constant weekly dopamine boost 
as always. Oh, that's so kind. And so to this person, I, I will say you will bounce back from this. It will take time. Mm. Time heals everything. But the bridge to last kiss will always destroy you. I mean, yes. That'll always bring you back to the dark place. I feel like with breakups in both of those examples, it's like I... As a person, generally, I am not built for being friends with an ex. It's not in my wheelhouse generally, but I believe it can work for certain people. But even for those people who can do that, I feel like you need to have a break Mm -hmm. in between of like, oh, this was our relationship and now we are beginning our friendship and there needs to be some time for that healing to happen because... I feel like what's going to happen with our, our, the second email is like, yeah, you feel like you're okay one second. And then there's a moment where it's like you get brought back there. You're still a little brokenhearted. Because again, like Matt Seal said, it's just going to take time until those moments that remind you of that relationship don't bring you down as far. And to quote an amazing singer and songwriter. Yes. You want to skip that part. <sighs> you want to skip that part. You do. But you're going to have to go through that part yes. and it's going to suck. Every day is going to stop. Like, and, and the thing is, like, even, like, years down the road, even, like, if you're totally happy and everything, doing the things you love and everything, you're still going to, like, think back on those moments of mm. love and that previous relationship. And you're going to look back on it and go, oh, Yeah, exactly. Like, I was so happy in a different way than I'm happy now. Right. And you're going to feel that nostalgia for that moment. But you're just going to have to... You're just you're gonna learn how to live with it, and it's yes. it's absolutely gonna be okay. There will be new people who come into your life, right. and it's it truly is just wonderful that you had that experience and that you got to feel what it feels like to feel that love for the first time. Because a lot of people don't get that ever, yeah. so you should definitely count yourself lucky, even though it doesn't feel like you're in the lucky part of the relationship, which I understand. Just know that. The lows are going to be less low the longer you're away from the relationship. Mm -hmm. And when you get to a point where those lows don't like really break you down like they are doing right now, understandably, it's very natural. Do not beat yourself up about that. Yeah. That's when I feel like the door opening to like maybe we should try to be friends can start. Like, I wouldn't start anytime. Like, if you still get nostalgic to the point of, like, really, it, like, ruins your day, the thought of your ex, then let's keep him in the let's not talk yet <laughs> phase. Yeah. But there could be a moment in the future where you could reach out, begin that friendship if that's what you want. And um, it could be normal. But it just, it takes, I think, a little bit of a break and a little bit of your your heart to, to mend before you can really open that friendship door. Sure. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you're still not going to do it. Like, I guarantee you, like, you will have a boyfriend at some point and you'll break up and you'll be like, you know what? I can do this. Let's mm. be friends and everything. Because I did it. <laughs> I did it with my ex-boyfriend and everything. And, you know, <laughs> there were there were things that went wrong with that. Mm-hmm. There were things that I did appreciate about that uh-huh. because it was nice having, like, weirdly like a support system that was going through it as well. So it's like we could since, because I'm very much like if a breakup happens or something, I'm all about let (laughs) us talk through this, like and flesh out everything that we need to like hash out and everything. And so it does help having that, but then sometimes that can go a little too far. So you're going to absolutely make mistakes in that yes. process and everything. It's, yes. it's, it's just a, a learning experience and there isn't necessarily a right or no. wrong answer because no. every situation is different. Every person is different. So right. you're just going to have to get 
through it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think the advice you could really take with you, just be kind to yourself. Whatever yeah. you choose to do, however you choose to heal, just know that it's a process and you shouldn't be further along than you are right now. Or if you're still feeling this way in X amount of months, it's not a bad thing. Just like let yourself go through it and be kind with yourself as you would be if a friend was going through this. You wouldn't be like, oh, it's been three weeks. Get over it. You know? Oh, oh. <laughs> when I like get that advice, it's just like, no, no. <laughs> like I, I'm not going to. Yeah. But yes. And also surround yourself with friends yes. to keep you uh, keep yourself occupied with stuff during the day. Because at night when you're alone, you will be like, oh, <laughs> but it's it's good to have things to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah. So you will you all of you will do great. You will. Both of you who sent those emails will be OK. And we Every, love you both. Everyone will be OK. Yes. Well, we also I, I don't have a giving me moments, as I said. <laughs> so we're going to do another email. All right. Part. Uh, this we got the dreaded yearly email. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that we always get in May. Yeah. About Eurovision. About Eurovision. About Eurovision, <laughs> where, which we famously do not pay attention to. <laughs> and every time I get an email, the Eurovision email, I'm always like, oh, shit, I, I should know. pay attention to this. I know. So we got an email from Dylan. Dylan, we love you. <laughs> Hello, Matt. It's me, Dylan. And as the self-appointed unofficial Kathy correspondent for Eurovision, I decided to share a selection of five songs that I thought would best represent this year as Eurovision is this week. These are my top five. This week? Wow. It's this week. I always feel like it it comes up so quickly. I know. It's like the Met Gala. Absolutely. It comes out of nowhere. May is the month of just like all the the shit that we don't pay attention to just coming up on us. Right. Uh, These are my top five songs from this year. I would love to hear your thoughts on them. Number five, Dylan put... uh, E-A, yeah, mm. Blanca Paloma, Spain. Four is Who the Hell is Edgar by Tia and Selena from <laughs> like Austria. The title. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, three, My Sister's Crown from Vesna, Czechnia and the Czech Republic. Two, Cha 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 by Karija from Finland. <laughs> okay. Number one, Dylan's Choice for the Winner, Tattoo by Lorene from Sweden. Apparently this performer has won before and she's likely to win again. Wow. Uh, love you, Mats, and thank you for your time. And everyone make sure to check out Eurovision on Peacock on the 9th, 11th, and 13th at 3 p.m. each day. All right. I watched all of these songs. Good for you. Thank you. And they're all great. Every time I watch a Eurovision song, I'm always like, oh, yeah, this fucking slaps. Right. Like, it's so good. But there are always just so many entries that I'm like, you know what? I just need the top five. And the top five so, is great. Thank you, Dylan. So I appreciate Dylan for sending the top five. They're all great. Who the hell is Edgar is so funny. Really? It's like, it's they're making fun of like, it's it's these women who are a group and they're singing about how when they write a song, Edgar Allan Poe like comes through their body. Like they, <laughs> okay. Edgar Allan Poe like, Poe like channels their body and right. everything. And so they're just like, who the hell is Edgar? And 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 the chorus is just like, Poe, 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 Poe. It's, <laughs> It's like, um, do you remember uh, Rachel uh, Rachel from uh, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Oh, Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom. She became famous off of a, uh, a spoof video uh, called Fuck Me Ray Bradbury. Yes. And it kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> like, it's like a whole song about like Edgar Allan Poe coming through you as you're writing lyrics to a song. It's real fun. It's real goofy. I love how these songs, some of them are like so ridiculous Mm -hmm. and absurd and they're going toe to toe with these like serious ballads. (laughs) Um, Also, Cha 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 is so utterly absurd. 
it's great. Wow. <laughs> like it's just the performance I watched that Dylan sent was this live performance of these like cha-cha dancers and this guy from Finland just like wearing this crazy green outfit with like his chest exposed and he's just like <laughs> screaming cha-cha-cha and it's so much fun. But yeah, the ballads are great too. Like uh, Ia is really beautiful. Tattoo is very dramatic and just mm. the vocals are so big and swelling. And My Sister's Crown is really, it's a really great pop song but also something I l- saw in reading the comments uh, for this song that uh, it's a group of I think like five women and okay. they're each singing or like rapping or something they're each doing something in the song in a different language in a different mm. Slavic language right. and I think it's to show unity amongst the Slavic countries okay. which I think is especially important especially what's happening with Ukraine right now right. and everything so thank you so much Dylan for like giving the home the ex- explicit instructions to us so, <laughs> I need to watch I have not yeah. watched these links yet yeah because and so, and whenever I like try to research Eurovision songs on my own I'm always so overwhelmed and it's I'm overwhelming like, which it's one? like the Costco <laughs> it's the Costco of pop, competitions. Of pop song competitions <laughs> and you always forget how many little tiny countries there are in Europe I know because it's like oh how many countries are in Europe Europe five six oh wait no like Many, <laughs> many, and they all want to win Eurovision. I wonder if they're going to bring that American Song Contest back. They tried to put Eurovision over here. I don't think anyone really watched it, but Kelly hosted with Snoop Dogg. I love that. Was it like all 50 states? I, yes. I'd see, I would love something like that. Because you know I'm obsessed with things that are like divided between like states. You know, I love geography. <laughs> you love geography. And so I would love to see that. I would be rooting for New Jersey hardcore every mm. single year. Well, you should have. I bet the old one's still up. The one from last year. <laughs> They already did this. Okay. Well, right. I will look and see. I will I will look that up. Good. And I'll give my ranking maybe next week. Oh, shoot. There's no podcast next oh, week because no. I can't do it. Yes, you can. So, Matt yes. Palmer, what has yes. been giving you moments this week? And you know, I guess I have a new one, but is it the same thing from last week? Yes. But it's, but it's I, a different color on the, on the same thing from last week. A different color on it, absolutely. So, last week I talked about beginning this new series called Jury Duty, you know, mm-hmm. on uh, Amazon Freebie. This is uh, the... 12 jury 12 person jury and 11 of them are actors and one of them is a real person believes this is a real case but everyone at the case is an actor an improv comedian James Marsden is one of the uh, jury members and he's playing like a narcissistic elevated version of himself and I just have to say the show is such a delight it is so joyful and winning and our main guy who they basically in the background, like the way they set him up to succeed and they refer to him as the hero throughout because they were like, we don't want this to be a prank show. We don't want it to Mm -hmm. be like he's the butt of the joke. And every time something happens, he's always the level-headed person. Like he gets in this fake card game he's playing with uh, another one of the jurors and he's like, oh my God, you just did this one thing and now I owe you $2,000 because we were betting uh, $20 and you got the 100 times space or whatever. And the guy's like, do not pay me $2,000. Like, that is so crazy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, He also takes the fall. Like, he just does a lot of things where he could have thrown people under the bus and he chooses not to. And he's just like, all right, I will be the one that people think did this weird thing that just happened to me. I'll just take the blame for it. Who cares? What's the big deal? Uh, There's a really funny, not funny, but like, there's a moment in which there's a birthday party for someone, but James Marston thinks that it's like a consolation party because he was auditioning for a role role and did not get it and everyone knows. And he thinks everyone's, you know, really wanting to make him feel better about this horrible thing and he has this cake there. And James Marston comes in and like, is like, who got this cake? Like, I don't need this. I don't want this. I'm not like a little kid and like flips the cake over and it's upsetting to our hero, Ronald. And like, he like just starts cleaning things up. He's like, man, I can't believe he did that, blah, blah, blah. And the people People in the background are like, oh shit, I think we might have 
freaked him out. Like, James, go buy another cake and apologize to Ronald <laughs> because you're freaking him out. And basically, it, they, the people behind the scenes were like, any time that he would say, like, I just feel like I'm on a reality show. This feels so crazy. This does not feel real. They would have, like, six-hour span of just, like, the actors pretending to do a court case and it being very boring to make him feel like, okay, this is real. Oh, my God. It's just so well put together. And I, it's so – it's 17 days they were shooting. I just can't imagine being an actor on that set, being like, I know these are my beats and these are my lines, but I cannot control what this real person's going to say, and I have to zig when I want him to zag. It's just, like, crazy. This is really, like – scary to me because like (laughs) you're saying that all this downtime happens like while on jury duty and I'm just like um the judge told us it would be a really short case I don't think we have time to like play card games uh so I really uh hope that I don't (laughs) get to know my fellow jurors as well as this as Ronald has gotten to know James Marsden or whatever um, except for that one gentleman who uh, he can get oh to know me. Oh my God. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, it makes my heart stop a little bit because I'm like, oh, this is going to be a lot of downtime. I thought you were worried that maybe you were going to be the next mark for jury duty. Maybe they're filming right now and you don't even know. I would love that. I know you would. Uh, I mean, there were some uh, crazies there, mm. but I don't think crazy enough to like warrant a, a television show. It. it was okay. more just like uncomfortable, like just like watching people just slyly try to do it and it's just like eh, you're just it's so obvious like just do it also spoiler alert at the end of the show they pay him a hundred thousand dollars oh like, <laughs> that is good for him good for this guy and now he's like out in the world doing interviews with James Marsden he's like yeah we, t- we talked last night and talked this morning like he's just good friends with all these actors and I wonder what he's like now that he's kind of famous from the show like are you going to move from your full-time job to now be like an influencer or a host because it's like I assume you're not an actor but like you're now a public figure in a way I don't know it's just it will be interesting to see what happens with Ronald. Oh no, is there going to be some sort of scandal like six months from now where we discover this guy has some sort of weird hidden past I, or goes down creepy wormholes on the internet? I and- pray that they did a very thorough background check on him because they've really painted him in this beautiful light and if we learned that, it would be like when we learned about Jerry on Cheer. It just mm. would be so upsetting and so I'm hoping that, it's. I think it's been out long enough, if that was going to happen, it would have happened already. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. So, I can't recommend Jury Duty enough. I'm very excited about it. I also am excited to jump into the two new episodes of The Other Two, which is one of my favorite comedies. Oh, it's back. I forgot. Yeah. It is back. I have not watched the first two episodes yet, but I'm very excited to. We might save them for the plane ride to Costa Rica, which I will be going on Wednesday. I like haven't mentally prepared for this. I need to pack still, but I only have two days of work. And then on Wednesday morning, we are flying off to Costa Rica for nine days. So that's a lot of days. That's a lot of days. Yeah. I'm really excited. We have like, you know, zip lining and like, you know, sloth tours. We're going to, they're going to point out different animals to us. And oh, that's going to be great. Massages yeah. and, and like cool restaurants. It's going to be really fun. And I just can't wait. Yeah. And so no one, no one come here a week from today. Yes. A week from today, we will not be here. I mean, Don't, you can come here. You can rewatch this one. And right. Rewatch our other wonderful 700 plus videos. Right, but don't get mad at us on when your podcast feed does not update on next Monday because I'll be in Costa Rica. I can't record a podcast from there. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but Matt Steele, is there anything else you want to tell the people? I don't think so. Oh, well, guys, this has been a joy as it is every week. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.